I still oh. don't believe that this is the way that you're supposed to have the, the mic. <laughs> I still don't. It just does not seem. No. I mean, I trust you, but it just doesn't seem right. Wait, yeah, is the mustache real? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a prop. I thought no, it was makeup. I wish I could find one like this. She wishes that uh, I could find one. Yes, like I can't find is. I can't find a good a good one that I you know, we'd spend the money to buy it if I didn't have to. No, I've had this I, for like over a year, almost 2 years now. I mean, I assume that was like horse hair that somebody That's a great idea. I've considered that. like should I make one myself? We've right. been looking at like Movies and stuff, and custom like... wings. Nothing's a substitute for the real right. thing. So no, it's yeah. it's beautiful. I'm I I'm very impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Eva loves it. it. The amount of liquid <laughs> that thing can hold. Ooh. You just I I, you'll you'll notice I have straws yeah. for everything. He's drinking hot tea with straws. <laughs> and you guys, you're not in a winter place, right? You're in LA, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you at least you avoid the icicles. Which, oh, yeah. Ew, beard which we grew up in Canada, so, so those oh. icicles that's are real intense. Oh, you should do some sort of video that. where you feature beard icicles. You guys should travel for, for the next one and do some beard <laughs> Sandy episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. And as we all know, given my feelings about sand, this is going to be very special because if I'm willing to talk about something that literally has sand in the title, the movie Dune, it's going to be big. Lily, Becky. Yes. Are you, are you excited? I'm, I'm so very excited. excited. I, don't, I can and, rarely think of occasions I've been more excited and, for this podcast. And how amazing is it that we have with us Returning, Gabe Diani, Etta Divine, filmmakers, writers, and most important, uh, I, I would talk about the fact that they are the creators of the Mark Twain Today series, which if you follow me on Instagram, something I promote all the time, but really the most important thing, the most important award they've really ever won is they are the first recipients, double recipients of the Friday Night Movie Buy award the oh yes the selling and Johnny and Divine meet the apocalypse the the official buys of this podcast official buys of this podcast we're so excited to be back we love having you we think you're just amazing and fun and part of the family and we were so inspired by the Mark Twain Dune video which we will (laughs) break down in detail oh great uh in detail. This is more of a review of my review. This is, well, first of all, if you don't see the movie Dune and you just want the two-minute version, just watch the video. Your your Instagram is at G-A-B-D-I-A-N-I, Gabe Diani. Just, if you're like on the fence about well, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. But I also think if you're going to continue listening to this episode, you need to stop, push pause, go watch this follow, video. Follow, yeah, Gabe. follow Gabe. Yeah, don't worry about watching Dune and Edda. The whole. And then Just watch. And then watch this and then come back. 
Yeah. Yeah. In other words, this episode won't make sense. Although, I will just say, I talked to a digital media strategist who did suggest I change my Instagram to Mark Twain today. So right now it's Gabe Diani, but it might end oh, up actually being oh. Mark Twain today. I was, it's, I was, I, I was But if they're already following that... you, it'll just switch over, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So, or, but, or just go to ours because it's like once, it's a once a week that I will repost one of these. So, and it'll be in the show notes. So we have, um, so we have Gabe and Etta here and we're going to break down the film Dune, but before we break down the film Dune and their essentially free advertising you did for this mega film. So I hope someone eventually writes you a check. We're the I reason first, they got to, we'll send them an the invoice and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, send them an invoice. That is a good idea. <laughs> send them exactly. Send them that. See, see what Chalamet sends to you. <laughs> Tim, I call him. Tim, yeah. Um. He, I will say he has one of the best moments in your video of the entire thing. That's one of the spit take moments <laughs> of your video. And and I don't care if we tell every joke in this video while we are in this podcast it is still hilarious when you watch it so uh i want to first describe the fact that becky and her husband vlad organized one of the most fun evenings i have had during the two years of this pandemic which was double babysitters we had babysitters for each sets of kids we ubered down to the georgetown amc which is a you know classic theater in washington dc under the whitehurst freeway on the edge of the potomac and we got tickets to see it in the IMAX, one of the one of the sort of major. It's IMAX. a lot of sand. So, on the oh, IMAX. It's, that way you they, can see every grain. They, I didn't want they, to try to miss a grain. They got us tickets in the center, in the back of the IMAX, so we could see the full planet of well, artifacts. And also, so that people wouldn't be breathing on us. Right. Behind so there us. would be no one, so no a, neck breath. No yeah, there neck. was a a COVID calculation there. So, so no neck breath. And when we arrived at the theater, one thing I didn't realize, Allie and I have been to the movie theater a couple of times. Once when we rented the whole theater for mom's birthday, Allie went for the Paw Patrol when you all rented the theater out. And then during that brief period when we thought the pandemic was ending, Allie and I saw Fast and the Furious 9. With well, there was, like, there was like a five-minute window. And they were where, still doing social distancing like, so we could pick yeah. our seats, right? So there was this one... Week two period. weeks in June. Yeah, two exactly. weeks in June. Exactly. We, I went. To, we went to a wedding. Our cousin got married, and it was like the everybody was vaccinated. The wedding it was outdoors. It was like the only way I would have gone to a wedding. And then like, and then you went to the movies, and then that was it. Yeah, that was. <laughs> we would have done so much we more. Went to we would have done so much more if we had known. <laughs> How do we know? I feel like you could. You guys could definitely make a funny movie about those two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks in June is the title. Is that already something? Be Be Becky has been so conscious and safety conscious and a real i would say example for our family about being safety conscious she really hasn't been out in the world and i think has somewhat forgotten to interact with the world she's like to quote retta in parks and rec she's like nell from the movie nell <laughs> and we got online to order popcorn now i am an a-list subscriber at amc <laughs> Which got single-handedly keeping them open. Yeah. So I got reactivated at some point. So I've been paying twenty bucks a month for nothing forever. So <laughs> there's this massive line because there's job shortages now, and so and and I think that it's very clear from the way this movie theater, which is a nice movie theater, that the strategy for keeping movie theaters open now is they are not updating the posters 
or the food or the or, or, or the, the min, bare minimum, minimum to keep not, the lights on. They're not fixing the machines. The posters are from the movies from a year and a half ago. And <laughs> the, the apocalypse. The line yeah, to get the vintage popcorn, it, right? It, exactly. Right. It looks like the movie theater in the Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall near the camp summer camp we used to go to and that we work oh. at. We worked at. And it's all the candies like, expired. Oh yeah. Oof. Yeah, no, like the the, the M and M's are chewy now. And <laughs> and the the line for people in the regular line curled down and through the bathroom line, like all the way. But we had A-list and there was only one dude on the A-list line. So we get up to the A-list line and these poor folks working in the theater, just inundated by people. And they're kind of trying to ignore the A-list line. And I don't blame them because it's horrible. You see this horrible line and then these jerk movie nerds who are paying their 20 bucks a month are like, I mean, it's not like we're, it's not like we're, you know, no, you're yeah, like legitimately. Yeah, no, that's fine. Here. Try that's fine. Explain to us why you're better than everyone. No, no, that's, no, no, no. I want to. We're, <clears throat> we're nerds <throat> paying for the movies. We're you know keeping you're the pay, lights on. You know, here, you're people. just paying for your privilege. It's paying fine. for movies that we're not even seeing. Anyways, so it came to our turn. We're we're zippering. It's not like I walked up and pushed an old lady out of the way. It came for our turn in the zipper, and I walk up. Now I have I have I have I know exactly what I'm going to order because I respect people's time. I have my, I want my bathtub. You feel like you're exaggerating. You're really leaning into this. I want my fountain drink, right? Because I want my bathtub of it's diet root beer. It's unclear what the sizes are. Diet root beer? Uh, at AMC <laughs> the theaters, they have the big away. Coke machine where you can get the weird. Do you mean in general or at this theater? In general. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Shai's, Shai's, we could do a whole episode on Shai doesn't I'm not drink water. Down. I mean, he just recently started drinking bubbly water, but before his only beverage was diet root beer. Yeah. My kids made me stop. They were afraid yeah. I would have a stroke. So, um, <laughs> so YouTube videos told them it was bad for me. Uh, so, the helicopter moved further away. That's oh. so nice. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, I. The guy turns to me, nice guy turns to me, and he is under pressure here. I would, I say, large fountain drink. He turns to Becky. Becky says, so what sizes of popcorn do you have? No, I and just. What, what pointing at the different things. And, th- and then you can see this guy is sweating and the, and, and like an, like a wave that's building, the people start getting like larger. And then finally we order. The guy hands Becky the, the, the giant popcorn, which was the only real option, because and Becky grabs the popcorn and somehow turns it completely upside I down know. and spills it all okay, over. And I just threw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> like I aggressively grabbed it and just launched it. I'm, like, okay, I'm gonna need another one. She was anxious and she poured it upside down <laughs> on the register. Behind, between the register and you the, couldn't even clean it up. The, between the register and the some, popcorn will be stuck the there until they tear that place apart. So this guy looks at us. Everyone's looking at us. They had to refill her popcorn. <laughs> and I looked at Becky. I said, "Was that your fault or his fault?" And Becky said, "No, no, that was all. That was all me." So this is before we even get in the theater. Then what are we, the privileges of the A list? You can just you don't walk away anywhere. You, get, you technically get free refill. So therefore, you dumped it on the floor. Then I say, I start walking away from Becky. And Becky <laughs> said, "Why are you being so, you know, hachi machi?" And I said, "Becky, I go here. Stop." 
<laughs> so oh, here. Like, okay. embarrassing. You're embarrassing him in front of the A-list. The A-list. Oh, my so, face hurts. So then. <laughs> represent the A-list. With then <laughs> we take the crop head of Gabe dressed as Mark Twain dressed as someone from Dune. And we do our bit by the IMAX sign and prop it up on the IMAX sign and take some pictures. And then we go inside and then we get to the the amazing seats that Becky got us. Now, Becky did. She did note in the pre-show as we were talking that she did give us all an out. She absolutely gave us an out of seats that were directly in the middle, filled with 30 people on each side. So, yes, at any moment we could have left a room packed with 30 angry dunes. could have fans. also climbed out of the back. And, and I was not shy about going to all that of the people true. around us and making sure that they wore their masks. Back I'm to the Becky's person credit, like, she was the enforcer. Me. Excuse me, you're not wearing your mask. Please put your mask on. And they put it up and it's below their nose. And I go, that doesn't count. It needs to be above your nose. And then I like model it for them how to wear their mask. And <laughs> then I true. keep checking in on them every like 15 this, minutes. This, this one day. guy, this one guy was, he wasn't, to, to be honest though, he was being a terrible citizen. Like this wasn't even, he wasn't even an anti-masker. He was just a jerk and a lazy jerk. It wasn't like he was trying to make a point. He was just inconsiderate. He probably didn't clean up his room either when he was a kid. Uh, wait, I didn't clean up my room. Anyways, the point is between Becky standing up over four people to go over and tell him to put up his mask and Allie. And then the movie starts. And I think now is a really good time for us to to talk about um, uh, why we're here today. The, the movie. Um, uh, and well, I actually, say, did you feel like you were like, in the movie because you're wearing a mask like it, ex oh, it ex yeah, that's a really good point it's an immersive really, I, experience i would say yeah. that but one of my issues with the movie is that that kid doesn't wear that mask that long and with the amount of sand in and his spice. face and spice. And I get that they're paying for his face. Like I, I totally get it's a movie. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you, you don't buy. You don't Chalamet. get a Cha Chalamet and then cover that you up. Put him in the I, Batman cowl. I get it. From I was just gonna say, if it was a Christopher Nolan's Dune, everyone <laughs> would be wearing masks right. the entire time. First, the mind killer. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, he's from a very wet planet. He doesn't really understand yeah. the necessity for like for moisture conservation. Yeah. Sure, but I just Maybe feel in like the they, next movie he should be wearing it all the time because he's learned his lesson. It, but they it would seem make to sense. just wear the little, like the little, you know. But when that that when there's an, oh. it seems like that when they're in a full sandstorm or it's very oh, sandy, yeah. they need that to breathe because you can't you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. right. And and I and he there's like a bunch of scenes where they're all like walking oh, and he's the only mind. one without a mask and and it, cool. maybe because we have it so much on the brain that I'm like wear your mask. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? It's Becky very true to life, though. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll like we'll be walking down the street, and there's someone with a mask walking towards us. We'll put our masks on, and the person that just keeps it on their chin as they walk by is like, "Why are you even bothering?" Just, right. Just exactly. Now, so, okay. So let's do a cliffhanger before we get into the film. Let's talk about the short film that inspired me to see the film. Um, but I, I, I <laughs> that's but, true. And I want to say think thank you would have seen it. But I do no. I want to say thank you to Becky and Vlad. They made this an amazing experience. And I'm not going to bury the lead and say I had a great time. I loved seeing this film and seeing it with Becky and Vlad was like super duper, like 
flavor enhancing experience because Thank they were you. so excited and they made it even better. And I've all I want to do is nonstop talk about the film. Oui. But, but before that, I had not seen I was the Mark Twain of this situation. I had not read a single book. All I knew is the word spice and that Sting was in the movie originally and had never had any other interaction with Dune except seeing this short film. Gabe and Etta, tell us a little bit about what made you do this extremely ambitious comedic short. Because as far as we can tell from the behind the scenes, you actually shot Dune yourself. This did not look like it was low budget or low impact. We on went your to Abu Dhabi and <laughs> shot alongside the crew. I think that's where it was shot. We did. Well, we did. We, we almost went to. Um, there are several very cool sand dunes within a seven-hour drive of well, us. Well, oh, only it's like three within, and a half. Only within three seven hours. That's yeah. like not bad at all. So, uh, and all of which I've wanted to go to, but I was like, oh, I don't want to drive for yeah five it's like hours getting a hotel and, and well first it, it started that you know i've been doing these mark twain sort of reviews these twain's planes i've been calling them but it's just here in the apartment so like oh well let's watch dune and maybe i'll do one about dune and like started writing it and like okay well like maybe we've got like a black plastic straw like we could do like a little like a one of the things in my nose and make it look like that yeah well, like, is that enough? Like, you've got some, like, gray clothes, something that I robbed Etta's uh, closet for uh, stuff to make my own ad hoc still suit cosplay. Like, a frilly uh, vest. It's like, done really well. Yeah, I have to say, I thought <laughs> you actually bought one. I, I, I was mean, like, wow, well, he's committed. Very, very yeah. real. You it was cosplay. Actually, my, my neighbor is a, our neighbor is a uh, costume Build, he makes costumes and he oh, did wow. something from one of the Star Trek films. It was the undershirt of Chris Pine and sort of the mock-up of it. He had given that to me and I was like, oh, well, I'll use this as the under thing because it's so sort a of genuine a genuine mock-up from a Star Trek movie. Okay. Made it and cool. pads and, all, you know, just all the... So then and we then had some, that more like... Some, uh, what, it's not called scrunchwear. Um, uh, shapewear. Shapewear? Of mine, Yes. Oh, I, I, I want to start normalizing shapewear for dads. <laughs> and then uh, they have it. Uh, I I'm was. Sure they a... do. They do have men's ones. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, "Would you be mad if we like found some place with sand to shoot this?" And she's like, "No, that would be fun because she likes the desert." And then we did just started snowballing. It was just going to be me at the computer uh, yeah. <laughs> recording, and then, like, and then it just became this whole Vasquez rocks because that's only an hour and a half away instead of five hours. And we planned to go, and then it was like the one day it rained in Los Angeles, <laughs> and so we had to reschedule and go the next day. But that's so it was a very can... just slowly ambitious suit. And you guys are a uh, our producers on the on the film because you uh, <laughs> helped us with our sound. It was a it was a group effort. This is a. Hey. Uh, uh, pancake for the table production. Well, once you're part of the FNM family, we we uh, yeah. take care of family. We've had a few people recently who we've helped out in some funny ways, and and we're like, one they'll reach out to one of us, or one of us will notice something that oh, we could help with that. But wait, actually, it's more of a Becky thing or more of a Lily thing, and we'll message them and say, hang on a second, I'm gonna get Becky involved, and then suddenly they're in an email chain with like three of us, and then the three of us and a medical or professional we know. And they're and and they're regretting ever having been on the podcast. 
But we said no. We 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 really meant it when you. We just like I think we genuinely help people. We just do it in a very Jewish mother way, which is that we interfere and then force and then force our help upon you until you see why we were right to get involved in the first place. Yeah. You know, just typical. I love positive interference. Well, I love it. It it real like I was I was like we had low expectations because we went out there with a with a really terrible boom mic mm-hmm. and came back with really uneven sound. Like, can you do anything with this? And it sounds great. You guys oh, I'm so happy we and, and sound is a critical element of this film. Ooh, that's and... why we needed to go. I want to point out that's why we needed to go to IMAX. We couldn't just watch it at home for the first time or rent a regular theater. We had to go see it in IMAX with Dolby. That was one of the parameters that my husband had set saying like, we're going to see it. We need to see it with the Dolby sound. So that was, can, can you, cause our experience at home with these movies that are like mixed like that is, is yeah. that like when we, we don't have like a system at home, we just have the TV. We couldn't uh, like, we're talking about this and, and the, you can't, I'm writing the control, the volume the entire time to like, so I to, couldn't to understand what the whispering is. No, 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 no. You can't understand it in the theater it's either. It's all loud. Yeah. Okay. No, you need to rewatch it with subtitles. You can't understand it in the theater either. I watched it with the, subtitles and I feel grateful. It's just that the, the sound design, like the, the cross between the way that the sound, I, I feel like the way that the sound design is done with the speech, especially with elements like how the voice is used, it's all part of the storytelling, right? It's not just what you're seeing and what they're saying, but I think for a film like this, the way Denny Villeneuve imagines and has the sound mix and, and the design actually done and the score, it's really kind of becomes Although, a third. I, which third is, a, a, sure, and that we can get to the sound in a second, but just just for practicality purposes, there were times where I was watching the movie and because we watched it with subtitles, because my husband doesn't Spanish speak subtitles. His sub- Spanish subtitles. Brother. Thanks to my brother. Um, Spanish subtitles because he there's no way like I mean he could have watched it with English subtitles, but whatever. It just I mean, the, I barely, it's too difficult would, for him we, to we watch got it. it. Subtitles. Subtitles. Yeah. We got it. Um, so we're watching it with subtitles and there's, there were several parts of the movie where the subtitles is like reading, like whatever, some speaking words and there's no at all sound that sounds like words. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, oh man, is it busted? Like it's, oh shit. It's like, it's going in advanced of what's coming for the sound. I'm like, ah, and then it just like keeps sinking normally. And I was like, Oh wait! So no one heard that. <laughs> Who's watching this movie? Gotcha. So you just need to read it because no one. If you were listening, it was. <laughs> There's no way anybody heard any of those words that were being said. So that doesn't. Well, it's artistic, um, and I love Denny Villeneuve. I love him. Impressionistic. Impressionistic. Absolutely. I'm like you're still just trying to watch a movie, so it's just a little bit difficult at that point. To understand so I, if you rewatch with subtitles or watch yeah, right. anyone should watch this with subtitles uh, so you can i'd just like to point out that during a, a conversation about sound gabe put his glass down really loud and um <laughs> fair and uh i wanted to know how were the how was the translation i think the translation was good i think it was good um i have a hard time because i i read it and i I'm fluent enough that I don't notice. Humble brag. Humble brag. Um, So I'm reading it as if I'm like, I don't have to translate. Like I'm reading it. But there were several times where the translation said something, 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 comma, Paul. 
Like they named him, but they don't do that in the movie. Mm. So they kept using his name. And maybe that's because it's confusing for people reading it and they want to make it clear who's talking to whom because if they're all covered up, I guess. <laughs> so I noticed that. I was like, that's so funny. They keep using the name Paul in the writing, but nobody's talking like using his name. There's a lot of Pauls in the writing. But other than that, I thought it was considering a lot of it is like Jimber Jeffers. <laughs> like it doesn't make that much sense. Like elvish talk. Right. I thought it was pretty good. Of course, the parts that are not subtitled in English are not at all subtitles either. So like when they're talking the languages that you're not meant to understand what they're saying, you don't get Spanish subtitles for that either. Mm, no so loophole. there's no loophole there. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I think it, it made, you know, it made pretty good sense. Let's say so, all right. So we all had different reactions to the film overall. We were, we were really zeroing on sound here, but I had one of the games that I was playing and I, I shared some of these with Gabe over text, but I was collecting in my head one sentence reactions to the film. Um, uh, and, and we'll go deeper into reactions, but my one sentence reactions to the film were as follows. And I invite, I'm going to invite everyone after this to give their one sentence reactions to the film. Uh, is, or, 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 or is this like our is but this is gonna are we, this is like your tagline this is our tagline not our, tagline. our best adapted description which i don't That's know different. best else. adapted description is when you use over, Becky, over you will you chat, can lead you us through both, best lily and i both came up with very good best adapted descriptions over yeah. chat but no this is my one this is just like WhatsApp. my this is my my like how i would like if i were seeing things flash on the screen right like 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 for example my my first one would be like Game of Thrones, just that, just that sentence. Because there's houses, <laughs> there's languages. It's there's like like Game of Thrones in space. No, right? I, but not even that. I mean, yeah, there was space, but like they don't—they're not going in space in the movie. They spend the whole time on one planet. You see, it's maybe true. one other place. Okay. Then the other one. This one's really for Allie, which I think she even whispered to me during the movie, <laughs> which is more Momoa, please. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, got I was one. impressed I got how much Momoa there was. Uh, if you like the worst parts of going to the beach, <laughs> this movie is for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then this one's for Gabe. Second best Oscar Isaac space pilot role after the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then I can't wait to see it again with closed captions and on double time speed. And then the last one um, for me was, I thought you said Zendaya was in this movie because she's not in the movie. <laughs> she's in the trailer the whole time. She's, she's in as much of the movie as she's in the trailer. Oh, I, I, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote, I don't remember now, but I said I something like, I said something like, um, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I was also disappointed that I was like, I guess Zendaya will be in the second movie because in this movie she was just in a Christian Dior ad, <laughs> and it was like Dior, <laughs> desert so sand, yeah, new yes. fragrance. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of that, and it looked like she was in a, a fancy perfume mind, ad the whole time. We loved the movie. We loved. Oh, yeah, the movie. I, I love this the, movie. The, one. We this is the best part it. of this movie. There's rarely a movie that is this artistic and good, but has so much material to make fun of. So yeah. it's it's a gift. Really? And the other thing I was going to say uh, that I thought of when I was watching it, I was like, so when they audition for this, because I feel like these auditions are probably like amazing, right? I the amount of people that tried. Or, or offer only. Mm -hmm. 
You think they were? But I feel like when they did when they did do the auditioning or made the offer, I feel like the first question was, does your hair billow? <laughs> Can you billow? Is there billowing? The audition was just a wind machine. It was just a right, fan exactly. Oh no, happen. you sorry. And Tim was like, "Oh, Timothy was like, all, I can, yeah. I can billow." I'm he billows when Edward there's said, no wind. Cosplayer Tim, Timothy Chalamet. That you, you all summed it up beautifully. Um, so. Gabe and Edda, do you have any one? I mean, you had some great one-liners in your. Phil, very your, good in your show. Yeah, my best material I think made it into Gabe that. Gabe said about Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, I guess she's playing moms now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's, that's so true, though. Like she went from like the Mission Impossible love interest, right, oh to like a mom. mom. I I was I would have loved to have had her be the main character in this movie. <laughs> That's what like, I said to my husband. Like she's so that's interesting, she, right? That's she's what I said a pretty to... big part of the of the stories. I yeah. mean, she's well, she's yeah. a pretty she's one I of the tu- central. I characters. turned to my husband. I was like, "Thank God she's in this movie." Like, they, like that she's such a. They didn't just like kill her off or put her to the side because she's pretty much the most interesting part. Well, so, I mean, Lily and I ha- do have an element. I guess there. If you look at the boxes on our screen, we have Lily and Chai on one side, and we have. Becky, Etta, and Gabe on the other side. I, I suspect the the Becky, Etta, and Gabe side know anything about Dune. Lily and Shy know less than Lily knows about Harry Potter. And no, I probably know more about before, Dune than Harry Potter. Okay, before my nieces, before Be- Lily's nieces trained her in Harry Potter. Um, right. So we don't know anything. Her character is is really interesting, and she's a really good actor, and that is strikes me i think everyone is i mean so my overall i would say my my overall review here of this movie just to thread in some content before we make some more jokes is that i think in 2021 it is really hard to make this film good because whether or not dune came first or second or frank herbert or george lucas or whatever a, a hero's journey in space with a white savior element and tribes and houses and a betraying mother and like what hasn't been seen before right and 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 mystical powers that need to be controlled and could and turn the force evil, right yeah. the force or all these things it's comical it's almost like it's a satire right um it's almost like space balls or battlefield earth like this movie could be battlefield earth if you look at it from one tilted angle but I think, and I've never seen a Denis Villeneuve movie before, but I know my sisters love You're missing out, films. man. I know you love his films, and you always talk yeah. about him as like one of your favorite directors. Mm-hmm. So I can Absolutely. only ascertain that, th- that me going into this not knowing anything about this, that this guy is a good enough director, and these actors are good enough actors, that with being totally aware of all of these similarities and all these goofy things, like... Um, Jabba the Scars Guard, or whatever. Uh, um, uh, or, uh, Jabba the Scars Guard. No, I'm sorry. I I thought Jabba the Scars Guard was brilliant until I heard Gabe say "Garbage Pail Kids." <laughs> like, that levels it up because it's that was so brilliant. Dude. That was so good. My original thought is that he seems based on. Um, Island of Dr. Moreau era oh. Marlon Brando, Brando, but someone yeah. wrote that in a review, so I, I then oh. that's what led well, to Garbage Pail Kids. I think Brilliant. Um, this this uh, falls into the trap that uh, Godfather 
had for me, which is that I saw Sopranos first. So I know that it's where everything comes from. You need to get the plug. Sorry. Um, I know that's where, you know, a lot of things from the genre come from, but I'm like, Sopranos is better. Sorry. (laughs) Um, And like, it's a good point. Just like Game of Thrones and Foundation and this, I have read the books like 15 years ago and then explain everything to Gabe that's going on. So (laughs) you've read, you've read Dune. Yeah. Yeah. And Gabe has and not. He has not. He's seen the uh, the the Sting uh, the shirtless yeah. movie, yeah. Um, which is amazing, but is not Dune. Like no. it's not anything um, like inspired being, by Dune. But being that you've read the book, then I mean, I think you and I are then the only two that have read it. Being that you've read the book, how did the feel? How how did the film? How did you react to the film? Well, I would have loved to have read it again because it literally was probably 15 years ago. Same. And my my vague recollection, recollection is that like, it's a, I'm sad they killed my daddy book. Um, <laughs> and uh, I like this uh, desert girl and I'm, I'm all about the like worm writing and stuff. And, and then I just don't remember much else. But I remember it being like really great um, world building and like the politics of it is mm-hmm. like, so thought out and great and so I appreciated that they that in this one they were really trying to show that and um and like just the the inevitability of the uh the house Harkerin Harkonnen um see I don't even remember the house names um like just and they're like guys yeah 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 and uh the garbage pill kids. Yeah, the garbage pill house. So I mean I think I think it's a great adaptation. I kind of also want to see the David Lynch one again. Oh I haven't seen it for a while. So so, so wild. for me for so for me again, not knowing anything about it, I, I'm saying that the filmmakers and the actors delivered because they had all odds against them. And I walked out of this saying like I will be very mad if they don't I'm I'm glad I went into this knowing they already greenlit the sequel. But let's just lock it down. Tell me there's going to be three or four or whatever, and I'm going to get an ending of this there's show. There's two. Because if there, but is there going to be three or is there going to be two movies? There's I thought it was two. I think no? it's mapped out as three, but the oh. second one so far has been greenlit. That's what I. That's what I remember I'm be reading or hearing. Extremely aggravated if they don't. Um, have the but the reason I, I think they them all together, like, well, because they. It's a lot of sand to through. not film at I, once. Vlad read something. He's telling me that it that. Just the desert part was 105 days of shooting in, I believe, Abu Dhabi. Just the just that section of the film. Um, but the reason I think it works so well is I give Villeneuve really the credit because he's a very methodical director where everything has intention and everything has meaning. And you, I've already watched a video online about the the scene with the, the box, the hand in the box, right? And he takes you through every single design element and it how intentional it is, what meaning it brings, what how it's informing you of the story or the world. Everything is about this world building, you know, and it's and drawing on the source material, but but then interpreting it himself for the film. So it's it 
I think he, yeah, he's to, just a very thoughtful. Well, you know, to, to pull the from that, right? Like so to pull from great. that, I think that unreal. I I wouldn't be interested in this movie honestly if he didn't direct it. Like I don't care. Like I oh. like like we've seen so many of these already. I like I just don't. I'm. It's like the Marvel movies to me. It's like just one more, and yeah. you know when I heard his name was attached to it, I was like, oh, now you've got my attention because. I, I like I don't need an art piece, but I'm interested in seeing something that's not just about the spaceships or whatever, right, like the that, explosions or the fight uh, scenes or the CG that right. it's about. You know, was it a little slow? Sure, but at least I felt like I was watching something on purpose than just you know knocking like checking off a box of like oh great we did that franchise now next and now and, we need this person's origin story and that person's right. origin and, story and and I think you know yes there's casting that's like you throw in a brole and that's for everyone I mean who doesn't love well, that guy you know what I just realized I saw you know and a momo which he made brolins yeah. in that so I like right. a little Good right, he he does brain. also he he uses a lot of the same actors uh, in his movies, Villeneuve, and you know, and and they have obviously Oscar Isaac. I don't know what movie that guy isn't in right now, so <laughs> it makes sense that he was in it. Um, and you know, Moa, who's not going to watch a movie with that little Momoa, more Momoa, right? And so yeah. I think there there is something for everyone, but then you have. You know Charlotte Rampling, who's in there as like evil nun, and God, I'll like I'll watch that woman do anything. Yeah. And so it's it, it it's even the you know I think the intention behind those meaty roles is a joy to watch, and like and visually it's it's beautiful. Nobody lands a ship like that guy. I am telling you, in his other movie with aliens, the um, or whatever space, and it takes place on Earth, but Arrival, which is one of my favorite movies. That's it's a great way, movie. Yeah, it's see, it's Gabe so likes good. it, Shy. It's very slow for Shy. I don't so know if he good. can do it, but I Love think that movie is so I was just very confused beautiful. with what movie I was watching when I he thought he was it. watching Passengers with Chris Pratt. <laughs> That, like awful when does the creepy stalking begin right in space and he's like i don't see how they're trapped in space i was like what are you talking about um and then we ended up having to like we got interrupted we stopped watching it and i was like i'm leaving i this is ridiculous but you know what how he they keep like they land those things and the sound and it's very immersive like that was beautiful to to watch so i think I'm glad he directed with it the, with the spice miner. The big right. was particularly right. amazing, stunning, and 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 uh, you know I don't know in the book if they describe those helicopters that way. But like they like the I don't, like the I don't dragonfly so I don't type that specifically. Uh, you know mm -hmm. the the way that they're dragonflies and they can do all these kinds of neat Love things that. in sand and and. You mean the ornithopters? Is that what they're yes. called? I think. No, yeah, they call they call them thopters in the movie. Are they quadcopters or? I think it's ornithopters, like a like a oh. bird, like so. Odonata. Oren, like orinth. Oh, okay. Orinth, like a, not, like a like a bird origin. Interesting. Although it looks like a dragonfly, right? Guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like all those little details, I'm here for. Like I think that that made it super just like just more fun to watch for me as opposed to i don't need more things blowing up like I, that's not right. you know did you right, care about so. any of the characters that's a good question i kind of forgot i saw it like five minutes after so so <laughs> i'll that. say this to me so my my 
analysis of this is that this film was like the first three seasons of Game of Thrones or the Fellowship of the Ring, meaning this was the setup chapter, but yeah. the real story was really beginning, right? So that the good, so meaning the good, the good part is coming. Not that this wasn't good, but well, no, it's the there was setup. a lot of immersion that had to happen and that a lot of the characters were off were the Starks that really, you know, we got to kind of clean them out of the way so we can focus on the Starks that matter. Um, I but say, okay. I cared a lot more about the characters that died in this than anyone who died at the point of the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. By the time the, the Red Wedding in the Game of Thrones happened, I was like, oh, thank goodness I couldn't bear another minute of that older brother that I knew was going to die from the first scene of the first episode. Um, so I, I cared more about Paul in this installment of this series. I mean, like did in this in this movie than I than I remember caring about him in the books. Like what I remember loving about the books was the world building yeah. and right, you're like exactly what Ed was saying, the politics and all these really interesting things. Paul didn't really do it for me, but I gotta say, Timothy, Timothy. he's, he's Tim definitely Tim. a bit of a Mary Sue as a character, but he, uh, but in my head, the book is all them like learning to ride worms and him learning to understand the politics of the Fremen and like, like that's the book. So Shai, you're totally right that this was just like the little setup. Mm -hmm. This was a little setup, but I definitely yeah. was, I think the way that they, it was specifically how they, how, how the scenes with the spice when he's having the hallucinations that made me really interested in his character in a way that I don't remember being that excited about in the book. To, and to, and to, to me about the, to answer your question, I just would say that what made me interested in the characters was the, it started with the mom and then their relationship him. Sure. Fine. He seems nice, but I think that tension between them and it's really interesting that relationship. I said to my husband, I was like, mm, can't think of another mom son duo in one of like in a space or action movie that so there, are this powerful. Give us uh, multiple examples. Right so now. there, so there's two no. questions I have around no, the mom no. because I That's did right. find. What? Sorry, did I cut you off? No, I thought no. you were going to be like, I have two examples of mother. There are none. You can't find one. Really? Can't no. find one. They don't no, think so. I actually no. It's I really found their their dynamic really intriguing. So I have two questions, and I leave it to the experts here. Number one, did was she in on? her husband's offing and did she know that was going to happen cuz to me so. it looked like even though the 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 evil nun the evil nun obviously was in on it to me it looked like there was a certain sense that she on a certain level knew betrayal was coming to her husband but as long as she was able to save her son as a I didn't get that given feeling. that she was a zealot and he she sees some other path for him she was kind of like okay with it that's the, and then also she seemed kind of into him at times, which Allie during the movie said, "Who wouldn't be into Chalamet?" Uh, um, and I was like, "Gross!" No, that's she gross. Said that was the it. actor, not the character. So <laughs> I don't know. I I sense that the mother actually was not super committed to the husband or the or the Arrakis house, and no, that she's... the survival of the son for whatever eugenics zealot thing, as you said in the video, was more my. My sense that she's not really, she's on her own team with her. She own does have her own agenda. Yeah, yes. she absolutely has her own agenda. Yeah. And that is um, spoilers, uh, I think, 
from again, 15 years ago, I feel like their agendas don't totally match and his conflict like with his mother later is important. Okay. Um, So I'm not, I'm not crazy that that wasn't him. I think she wasn't surprised. I think like she saw what was happening and like, was like, Oh, well, shoot. Like, there's there's also that scene where he seems to know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like there's some prophecy that they've talked about and he says, I, I had thought we would have more time. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he knows that it's coming. I, to me, that was like, it's dangerous to be me and everyone's always trying to kill me and they finally got the upper Well, it's, it's more like, We've been set. I know that we've been been setting up. up. Yeah, I just thought they like wait some more time for me. No, I. But the but from the very beginning, like Oscar Isaac knows that Mm -hmm. this is all a setup. I mean, this is a bad assignment. I mean, that's his conversation with. All right, and that's his conversations with everyone there with the ecologist, right? With the ecologist going, Mm -hmm. you know, this is too convenient that the equipment fails. We're being sabotaged. We're sitting ducks. Like they're, you know. It's the, the emperor is setting us up to to weaken our houses. Like he knows it's coming, he just doesn't know how and when. Now, I will say the one part of the story that is extremely thin, extremely thin, but we excuse it because I assume it's just coming from the book. Is that this entire house and entire operation is taken down by one doctor who lowers the shield? What? You're like, yeah. okay, I guess we're just going to skip over that. And it's like, well, it, it was, it was very cool. To be fair, I think that's what uh, The Force Awakens hinges on also. <laughs> so, or is, it, or is it The Last Jedi with the Captain Phasma? I think the same thing kind of happens with Captain Phasma and The Last Jedi. So, oh, no, in, in Force Awakens. Um, wait, but I, I, I want to ask, did you guys like the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I enjoyed watching it. I mm-hmm. I agree that like I love the immersive parts of it. I think seeing it on an IMAX screen where like you are totally immersed in the world is probably helpful. I f- I felt uh, I didn't wasn't really connecting so much with Paul's journey, and it's mm-hmm. hard to tell with half of the story. Like until I see part two and I get mm. more of a complete story, mm-hmm. I'm and I'm sort of like okay i feel like i've watched act one of a of a movie right and i'm like it's tough oh, oh i'm i'm interested but you just now i have to wait depends years. on where he lands <laughs> yeah um and i also i i heard uh that there's like a bunch of stuff in the books that got cut and i just wonder since the whole thing is murdering every character that we are introduced to if it would have been if i would have enjoyed it more if it if we had seen the politics of dune more and we had seen all of that before uh, and having sort of the, the the big battle where they get betrayed be the third act and then and have and set up the next movie where they does it that way instead of having the big chunk of the desert. Right. You know, right. Like I, I just sort of like, felt like we've just killed everyone. And then, and then yeah. that's the ending. I would have maybe enjoyed more politics of Dune and, and more of the characters that we were introduced mm-hmm. to so that when we lost them, I would feel... I mean, upset, I liked them, right? but I just would have right. liked to have seen more of them, and it would have well, been more. Also, especially when Tim is like, uh, or Paul is like, "Oh, by the way, like, guys, just up front, Mama was dying, preparing you right at the beginning, <laughs> and we know we know the room it's going to happen in." So right. while that's a premonition for him, it's also a premonition for the audience. So now, not only are we not that attached, except that he's Gorge. Besides that, we know exactly the scene he's going to die in, and everything well, is but- just. Yeah. But what's really interesting, though, Less about traumatic. those premonitions is that he says to the 
mother superior later. I forget what her name is. <laughs> Charlotte. Um, yeah, she uh I don't I he doesn't things don't always happen exactly how well, he sees them. Uh, right. Then, then he, he, he doesn't die in death. the duel. He sees his right. own death multiple but he sees multiple outcomes of different things for himself. Different ways he could die, you know, if that if the man he's fighting yields what that path would have held for them and a conversation they might have had in the future how he would himself die. And so we're assuming he's the hero. He's not going to die, but he is showing you multiple. He's not reliable. Right. He's not a reliable source. And if anything, he's just arming himself with potential outcomes and, and then he can, he can maneuver things to a specific one because he can anticipate what's happening, but we don't really know. Just as easily that guy could have survived. For you guys who love, who like, like the world building in the book, did you feel satisfied with all the, tech that they introduce and the the water like i thought that mouse that like drinks its own ear sweat was very cool i don't know if that's in the book but like those little details i thought were really neat um and i was like give me more of like i want more of that that sand dancing every time someone ran on the sand i was like they're doing it wrong (laughs) he showed don't show me a sand dancing video at the beginning of the movie serpentine serpentine Serpentine. right Right. I love that stuff. And but and I loved the movie as sort of a uh, time capsule of, you know, the was it early 60s when it was written. Um, I've read a lot of these guys. They're mostly bad at character and great at world building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a really interesting time in, in science fiction. And so like with this and foundation, which I know I've read and don't remember a single thing about um, it. Uh, I just think it's it's very of its time. Like someone asked on Twitter, like if their ten year old could see it, and I was like, yes. But if I was showing it to a kid, I'd have a discussion about how this was when this was written. <laughs> like just because there's some stuff that feels like this is a of world imagined time. by an emotionally stunted white dude <laughs> in this right. 1950s yeah. or 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, well, the, we, wait, sorry, just one second. What you said in your video though is. Was is interesting because the dad is very emotionally, emotionally available, available. <laughs> yeah. yes. for a space dad. That's how the book was. I think all. maybe not. But I that's a great remember. subversion of the trope, like right. getting rid of the daddy issues. And I really, I, I love that. I didn't even right. really notice it while I was watching. It was just issues. thinking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I and right. I do kind of love that she's in this uh, cult, this uh, eugenics cult, like, and that that's her focus, and that she was put there to have kids with him. Uh, specifically and like uh, you know it's just interesting like I feel like in the book it's a lot of like he's mad at her but um for and like can suspicious of her and her her motives later um but I just thought it was really unique for the time that the mother had so much agency oh I mean no agency because she's you know in a cult but um (laughs) that she's (laughs) She has her own yeah. agenda that's very clear. I, I also like how um, that Mother Superior, as Becky Galter, says to her, you were supposed to have a daughter. Like, like women are more powerful and more stable. And I just was waiting for her to be like, but we can't have a female be the head of a franchise. So you had to have a boy. <laughs> like, I, like, that was just like the next line, because obviously we need a boy to carry this story. So uh, and, uh, but I was like, yeah, for like, a hot second, I like how she was saying women are, <laughs> are better at doing the sorcery or whatever it is. Okay, and that's. that's so, part of my problems with it like why not make it paula atreides i mean like right 2021 in, in tw- like, right that's that's I a mean, good you point would, you would make fans upset but like right right you know well and like you know when 
we got to uh, Arrakis and Gabe saw the all the people in the hijab. He's like, oh no, and like it's a desert culture. <laughs> like they're very and they're like, kind of speaking <laughs> Arabic. It sounds like yeah, Arabic. it is the language. Like, but, some of, but some of them are Spanish. <laughs> oh God, wait, I can't. Sorry, I can't not forget that part. Okay. You guys, I can't describe what it is to be watching this movie and then Bardem shows up. It's very because important for, to Lily's culture. That because Bardem for people here, it would be like Tom Cruise shows up in the middle of the movie and you're like, whoa, like where did that guy come from? And then I furiously text Becky and Shy and I was like, oh my God, are all the Fremen, is that how you say it? Are they all Spanish? Because that would kind of be interesting because clearly they're supposed to be Arab or Northern African with the language, but then like this dude's clearly Hispanic. So what what what's and Becky's like, no, they're multicultural. But then he's the only one that's obviously Spanish speaking, which I thought was hilarious. And the that just led to us then because we weren't in a theater, just making all these like random like Spanish jokes about Bardem being like when he's like dealing with the duel and stuff. He's just like what you would say in Spanish is like, let's just go to the bar. Let's just, get, let's just get a beer, a little tinto, a little jamon, like the whole time, because he seems so out of place. I get how for Americans he's exotic no, or whatever, no, but... For us, he's perfect, because he's I, perfect. for me, he's like a great outlaw. I just called him Javier Solo, because yeah, he, he, he's, 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 I think, a ridiculous. man, and his villain roles in the Bond movie, you know, this is like the perfect I kind guess. of... He's a big, he's a big deal here. So. But even serious. even if you if you don't you know want to change the gender of the lead character, like it's a white savior narrative because you've cast a white dude. Like you could subvert that right. by that is not very casting true. a white dude. I wonder how many meetings they had about like should we make people from the different houses uh, and different planets different races. Like, and I bet you they were like, ooh, that's just too controversial. Let's just mm-hmm. make everybody garbage pail or white. And that's it. <laughs> well, we can't and, well, and we then, can't make the good guys all white and yeah. then make yeah. all the bad guys the other races. It so. was an inclusive cast. I'll give I'll give it that. So, but it just, you know, it's still like the the hero still has to but be. But the but the Fremen are the, you know, that's who you follow for the rest of the story yeah. and they are yeah. the most diverse. Are they diverse in the book or it's not that's not obvious. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. The, okay. the, the Lynch movie doesn't look like it was. I mean, in the, I mean, I, I don't know. The Lynch movie, it was like looked to me like it was like Patrick Stewart, but but he, Patrick <laughs> Stewart was the Brolin character. But right, I, I just looked at the cast just because I was trying to figure out who Sting was, and I couldn't. I was just fixed. Oh, have you not? Sting. Have you Sting not is seen? Dave Patel. No, I haven't right? seen. I haven't yeah. even seen that one. I am the Mark Twain of this group of people. You having should this conversation. definitely watch the Lynch one. It is. Well, I don't so want to know the end. Bananas. Now, yeah. really, <laughs> now I have to wait. The, I don't think it's like I remember watching the Lynch one like shortly after I read the book, and I was like, "Wow, they took some liberties." But also, wow, like, right. it's there's so much story there, and, that's, and the production like, the design is just. It's maniacal. So like it doesn't make any sense. It's the I, weirdest choices. I, I have to wait until after. This I I see. I watched it when I was in a very big David Lynch phase. Yeah, yes. I never, I never had my David Lynch phase. Uh, okay, so well, we have a couple of other go. things we wanted to do with this gang. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've weird taste in Lynch movies, which is odd to say about David Lynch. Uh, <laughs> the straight story. I, well, no, I, the Lost Highway I think is the only one that I like. <laughs> I've turned most of them off, so yeah, it's the only. I've never I mean, well, Dave's I, a big square, so true. Um, so Lily, so we have yeah. things. The things we wanted to do was we wanted to play best adapted description, 
and we wanted to do Lily's questions, but have we done Lily's questions essentially at yeah, this point? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right, so Becky, do you want to lead us in best adapted description? Okay, so best adapted description is when you describe the movie, you, part or all of the movie, you can pick a part of it, but only using references from other movies. So you can't actually reference the movie itself that you are talking about. You have to use other movie references. So I'm going to give mine as an example. Um, we can all go first if you guys can take some time to think of something. I mean, Gabe's. I mean, this could movie literally verbatim like... read his description. Yeah, you could just read. Like, okay, because so Edward, young Edward Scissorhands on Tatooine is the greatest. Is, I don't think no, anybody it's else hard can go. To do it now that you did. Yeah, your that video, was that's so what was difficult. So, so I so, so actually, in fact, you don't have to go. You can either read the transcript of your video, or we'll just tell people to watch your video because that is the best. Ad adapted description that's right. really what inspired this so i say this is lawrence of arabia learns to use his jedi golem voice while tripping balls <laughs> that's mine Perfect. i will say mad martigan takes anakin skywalker on the run from jabba the hut <laughs> and i would say um aladdin is trying to buy perfume in a <laughs> very large department <laughs> store in the desert and can't get a sample sale from the Christian Dior perfume lady that spritzes it. <laughs> uh, young, young Frodo goes to Tatooine? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll defer to my video. Uh, yes, but you're, but I mean, is, bravo. Your video bravo. is the winner. Is it, is the winner. A, is it just it's a, one giant? It's stressful for us to even play this in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I I know you did a great thing with Duncan Idaho. But my my nickname for him, I've sort of nicknamed all the characters like Anakin Chalamet, um, <laughs> Javier Solo, um, Poe Dameron, um, uh, Gorn like Aragorn, Jabba the Harkins Guard. That's mine with an umlaut <laughs> on the A. Nice. And then Mad Mardikin Idaho. That was my. Martin Idaho. Gabe flipped out when Duncan Idaho came out. He's like, his name is Duncan Idaho. <laughs> what, what amazes well, like, me about oh sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say Stel, um, Stellan Skarsgård is a better space name than Duncan Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great point. What I thought was amazing is that you've got very complex names. Like I however, I don't know if you do you say it right in your video for for the thing, the the Quizat's Hatterack. Quizzy Quizzat's Hatrach. I, I, I right. There was like one of those audio, how do you pronounce it, things. And I think okay. I got So there's correct. that thing. Then there's the Shia LaBeouf uh, worms. What is it? Oh, Shai Halud. His name. Shai Halud is the worm. Shai Halud. The worm is the worm. And then, no, and then, the, no that's the worm. the worm. Shia LaBeouf is the worm. And then there's the one that's the <laughs> Messiah. But I think that, I think they're, those both are the same. I think the worm name and and the no, messiah name are the are, same. Are they? No. Well, Quizzat Hatterach is also the messiah name. There's lots of messiah names. Okay, so then you've got all these things, and then the the commodity that's the most important thing in the world is in the universe is spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like right. he ran out of names. He was like, I guess we'll just call it spice. 
And then he was like, and we'll just call this guy Duncan Idaho. That sounds amazing. <laughs> He's like, who wouldn't want to be? But then there's like very complex other names. We can't even remember what Mother Teresa's name is. We, no one remembers what her name is. And the 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 Brian Demi Association, what are they? The... The Benny Jesuits. The Benny Jesuits. The Benny Jesuits. Right. I just thought they kept calling him the Jesuits. Paul. I just thought they were just like some. But then Paul. Paul is the main character. His name is Paul. They always did find that really weird in the book that his name was just Paul. No, because you know what? Because I think I think there are certain things. They, they, there's a lot of stuff that like we need you to remember a few things. Paul wants spice, spice, and Tanny is the is Zendaya Tanny or something like that. Jessica and his mother's name is Jessica. Yeah. Also. Jessica, and right? Paul, Jessica, right? Duncan Idaho helps him escape. I like, haven't read the books, spice. and I, I I hope like the emperor's name is like Ted or something. <laughs> right. Ted Lasso, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the, that was I thought was very funny. Like just an odd thing about the 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 story or whatever. Uh, uh, um, yeah. So. Uh, all right. So I I feel like now's a good time to shift to our shoutouts and recs. Lily, do you want to refer to the thing that I gave you at all? So shy. I I said that what I really needed before um, we get to the shoutouts and recs. Yeah. Gabe, and I hope you're okay with this, is that I was like, I can't do this episode. If I, I was like, oh, if only I had a transcript of the video, because I feel like that is the best way to go into this episode. And she's like, I'm going to get you a transcript of Gabe's video. The best is that it must be some sort of program. So yeah, it doesn't fully understand everything you're saying. So the action, <laughs> there's a one, but it just, I'm a shit myself. It just, <laughs> there's some odd, <laughs> there's some odd breakdowns. Um, it's hard with the Twainisms. Uh, right. The, the algorithms um, haven't quite figured out how to. Uh... But the truth is, I feel like I'm going to hold this dear in my heart because it's, this is amazing. Um, the And, and yeah, your video is incredible. Um, I think it should be published as something that people could have because uh, it's brilliant. And um, all right. So what should I say what I've been watching? Yeah. 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 Your, your shout outs and recs. Lily. My shout outs and recs. Um, shout out to you guys because you're the best in all the movies oh. and things you create and your dog who we adore. Um, just right there. Just like perfect between the two of you. It's a, it's amazing. He needs a scratch. He needs a scratch. Um and then Shy, if we want to talk about weird, Shy got me into the show Goliath on Amazon Prime, which is, it is, <laughs> a talk about world building. There are things in, that happen in that show I didn't know existed. So it's, it's dark though. It's definitely dark, but it's a lawyer type solving crime. Um, and each season is very different. There's only four seasons. And we are in season three. Um, season two was like a doozy. Um, but season one, which is a standalone season, is excellent. I mean, they're all very good. Two is very weird and dark, but one is excellent. So I definitely recommend watching one just to like watch something cool with Billy Bob Thornton, who's awesome. The cast of that that show is amazing. Um, speaking of amazing cast, I don't know if you guys have seen Nine Perfect Strangers. No. So and I don't. Uh, Howie Shy. He's the only other person I know that watched this. You know um, what I think about that show? Two strikes I against know. it. I know. 
It doesn't Only eight have... episodes and no Brunson Pinchot. How could it be called Nine Perfect Strangers? <laughs> Shai is very disappointed that it's finally, not Finally, finally, Gabe is laughing. We have someone who gets your joke. Because <laughs> the most disappointing thing about that show is that very few people get the get joke. Every time I've said that, people just are <laughs> like, so oh, irritating. Um, but that it was makes a... me want to do the dance of joy. <laughs> By the way, there's a few episodes of that show that really hold up. Especially, there's an episode where they introduce Balky to banking, and he reacts to what the American banking system is. And as as someone that who's deserves come to a our rewatch, country, that just that one clip, I'm going to find it where he reacts to how American banks work. Uh, it is pretty hilarious. I think okay. you'll enjoy. It. If I can find it, it's one from the first season. I'll send it to you. Great. Anyways, so Nine Perfect Strangers, the acting is incredible. Regina King and um, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon well, is well, out of this Shannon world. Always, I know he's uh, good I know, in. Yes, sorry, I, I know he's good in everything um, except like the Superman's dad from Brooklyn. But like that was a weird part for him. Uh, he would be great in Dune, except without a Brooklyn accent, because that like or with because everyone seems Superman. to have a different accent with no Superman, explanation. Let him it down. Um, <laughs> he's besides that one role. Otherwise, he is incredible, and he's he's so good. What are you gonna do, Superman? Break my <laughs> yeah. neck? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He was miscast for that role or misdirected. But other than that, he is amazing, and he just is incredible on this show every like if i tell you that nicole kidman is the least good actor in this show and she's fucking nicole kidman that is sets the present like what the casting and the acting is of the show the story you kind of have to just go with it if you're into like watching nine people and sort of an intense like bizarre twisted therapy retreat if that's your thing then great if it's not don't watch it but I, I it's um I'm pretty sure the it's Leanne it's based on a Leanne Moriarty book which bring it back to Villeneuve he directed Big Little Lies right which was also a Moriarty book didn't he direct the show Villeneuve no. I think it was did a we? different French no it's director. a different French guy he didn't oh is it Jacques Villeneuve no, the car hold on hold on I thought he did no it's a different French guy hold on it everyone is? while Lily hold on hold on hold on I thought he he did not do that give me one second. Just what other French director that's Jean Marc Vallée? Just like another. Oh, is it Jean Marc Vallée? Oh, yeah, oh, who did oh, Dallas Buyers Club? You're right. Okay, he yeah. did Dallas Buyers Club. He's also amazing. Oh, yeah. Never but mind. Is he French Canadian? Because another thing about Villeneuve is that he's French Canadian. Oh, he is. He's, he's also from Montreal. Montreal. They're, they're both from Montreal. Uh, we have they're both from Montreal. We got a big one. If he did do Big Little Lies, there would be a lot more aerial shots of and noise. It's the guy who did Dallas Buyers Club, sorry. The other French Quebec uh, director. Anyways, um, anyways, uh, so that's an interesting show. And then I've watched Made on Netflix. which you did watch it? I did watch it. How was it? I watched it. That girl can act. I don't know what to say, man. It's based on a true story. I think it's I think it's good. And Andy McDowell is phenomenal. It's not like I heard an interview with her where she was saying it's really a, away from like the rom-com type stuff that she's always done. And she really wanted to do something different. Plus, she's working with her daughter. And I think she's incredible in it. And uh, Margaret Qualley, Qualley, I don't know how to pronounce her, Qualley, Qualley. 
her daughter in real life and her daughter in the show is brilliant. I thought she's just stunning. Um, and it's a true story and it's, um, it's, I think an important look at a very like broken system for people in very specific, you know, like situations, domestic abuse, but also poverty and this it, it's inspiring. So it's not like just all depressing. I think it's quite inspiring, but I thought I thought it was pretty good. And the guy, the kid from uh, Love Victor, that cutie, is it Love Victor? Love Simon. Love, Love Victor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they made a show called Love Victor, right? Or something. There's like a, a spinoff of that. But yeah. the movie Love Simon, that adorable kid that plays the main actor, I'll get his name in a second. He's kind of like the villain and he's excellent. Like, not just a pretty face, that one. Very good. Great. Cool. So kind of have to be in the mood to, to watch something heavy like that. But I think it, I thought it was, that was pretty good. Yep. Cool. So, awesome. Yeah, All right. That's Becky, what I have. What do you got? Um, I'm going to be a much shorter list. I just watched the news. I'm up to date on the new season of Curb, which I know has some controversial feelings on this pod, but I, I do think it's funny. I do really like it. And but one thing I want to acknowledge about Curb is that even though everyone goes, oh, like, you're such a Larry David, that's such a Larry David moment, as if he's this crazy person causing trouble everywhere he goes. Keep in mind, every, there are people that fight back with him. The only reason it's a thing is because people fight back with him. So Larry David's not singularly out of his mind. Everyone is just as crazy as he is. We <laughs> put it on Larry, and I don't think that's fair. Um, so... I really do. I really do like the new season. I'm so glad. I'm glad someone on this podcast believes in justice for Larry David. Justice for Larry <laughs> David. Justice for Larry. Uh, and I finished season two of the other two, which oh, that show has such a place in my heart. It's so a great good. show. So that good. and adaptation are the two most accurate depictions of what it's like to write a movie I've ever seen. Really, <laughs> adaptation. Yes, that's saying a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just the other two has really so good that it has a very special place in my heart now. It's really up there. I I just love how it's really about this family and they stay true to that and consistent with that. And I love. I mean, look at this pod. I love stuff that's really just about the the connection between siblings, right? And and, and if our mom had taking, a show, that would be she would one hundred percent be facetiming us live. And they somehow show. managed to like be super broad but grounded at the same time, which is really hard to <laughs> and do. And like horrible jerks, and we used to like them, which is great because and I think good, they're, they're, they're good to each other. They're good to each other. They take yeah. care of each other, and they're good to each other, and they ultimately really do care about their family and take care yeah. of each other. And I think and that's they, why they have permission yeah. to be bananas and slightly terrible people. And I really appreciate that they made the Chase character just this genuinely sweet Such kid. Such a sweet-hearted kid. <laughs> that's what we were saying on the phone the other day. I was like, if he was an asshole or not, like it would make the show much harder. He the really fact that like, like he's a, yeah, a well-meaning person. And that's Connected the Chase is the youngest sibling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the most yeah. famous adjacent of the three of us. All right, Etta, how about you? What do you recommend or shout out? I have some fun things, uh, depending on people's mood. Um, I like that. Uh, we've got uh, Staff Let's Flats, which is oh, yeah. uh, yeah. so good. 
it's so amazing. It's like some of the best oh, weird okay. stuff ever. It's um the tooth guy from uh Fleabag. From Fleabag. Fleabag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh his sister, um Nadia from uh What We Do in the Shadows, their real life brother and sister, and they play no. brother and sister in this show. What it is so funny. I need to wait, so where's funny. the show? Where's the show on? It's on, it's HBO, on Max. HBO Max. And HBO. it's um, HBO. okay. It's the same like gang that uh, that did horrible histories they're obviously like all friends and like to work together and it's also uh most of them are on the show ghosts uh yeah but there's a there's a there's a the bbc the, one is, BBC oh the bbc one, one. Oh, okay. yeah and it's just oh, so charming and wonderful and funny and and great yeah if so if you're like oh and i've also I been watching what we do in the shadows i forgot about yeah. that i watched a few episodes so if you finish that week. you can go watch Staffletts flats and she's like She's just she's amazing. So funny. so funny. And um and it's uh then my other one is uh Joe Para talks with you for a last thing before you go to bed show. Um Okay. We call that a is, dessert show. Yes, yes. He's so soothing. Um I'm not usually into like It's like ASMR but and funny at the yeah, same time. I'm not usually into uh like a, a Midwestern uh uh cutie but um he's delightful okay. uh he's What's just it's it's on i think it's also on hbo, HBO. Max. and then my third okay, so we know what you subscribe you know, to we know you, where, what, yeah where you stream <laughs> your stuff from yeah. gotcha. that's why mark twain does a lot of hbo content <laughs> <laughs> he's got an exclusive deal <laughs> my my third Signed up is, for that bundle early is actually a, a series of shows and uh this is for the big nerds um it's a uh, Victorian farm and a uh, Tudor monastery farm. And uh, there's a castle one, but it's a group of historians and archeologists who go live somewhere for a year. It's uh, it's a little like the uh, old B- uh, PBS um, shows like uh, Victorian house and uh, 1800 house or 1900 house, I mean, and uh, frontier house, but um, they're actually historians and archeologists and um, cool. anthropologists. It is so great. Um, you know, they really like uh, Ruth. Um, oops, I lost it. Uh, what's her last name? Uh, the is so she's so into like uh, home crafts and stuff. So she'll like really be cleaning out a Victorian stove and like making the bread and like making the side of the pig and like and explains to you uh, about how it was and like what they're doing. Cause she's written all these books on the subjects. And like, I feel like with so what you're saying, you're going to love the glass blowing show. I'm super into. Oh uh, yes. What okay. is that? I'm, I'm getting glass blowing vibes for me. Yeah. Yes. Blown away on oh, Netflix. Yes. Season two just came out. I watched it's, the first one and, and it's season two is out. Okay. Okay. Just, just saying, po- the, I feel the like pot- you're speaking my language show. here. What's the pottery show you like? Uh, pottery Throwdown. Yeah, Pottery Throwdown is very soothing too. Is that new? Um, no, there's like four seasons, oh. but oh it's the exact on same. HBO Max. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's on HBO. It's I just got HBO. That's why HBO Max just landed in Spain. It just I landed think, in Spain on the 26th of October. Sometimes I don't yeah. believe it. I think sometimes these shows release a fourth season. But then also release one, two, and three and pretend as if they've always been there 
but they're also <laughs> brand new and they're just tricking you well, into thinking this show has a track record. Lots of people have watched there's, it. It's there's not a bad uh, marketing. Years and yes, <laughs> there's years and years between the seasons, but it's the same production team. It's all makeup. Team. It's all the great makeup. pottery it's, throwdown. Yeah, See, it's I didn't, the same I didn't, production I, team as Great British uh, Bake Off. So it's the oh, same format. And I imagine then the same level of prize for the winner, which is just getting to say you won. A pot, yes. <laughs> you win a pot. A single pot. This is called in Spanish HBO Max. It's just now it's called a, just HBO Max. We no, used to have what, HBO España, but, but what's, what's which had different content. called in HBO Max? I'll go look it up. Give me a second. The Lily's point is, so excited. She takes. I'm so I was so excited. All the things she has oh, now. on HBO, right? Because they just what? they just switched it over to Max. So I'm very excited. I want right, to oh, uh, oh, no, know what the wait the best shows are because I loved um, oh, Money what Heist. Is it called the 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 one where she's uh, a spy and a dressmaker in the 40s. She like goes to Morocco. Did we watch it together? No, you didn't watch oh, it. Okay. <laughs> but like, is I love that Agent one. And... Is that what they call yeah, a right. novella? Is that a novella? <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a fancy period. A spice dream was it? Is a spice dream? dream. I'm gonna find out. Okay, Dune two. I was like, a, a, lo- a lot of my recommendations have already been recommended because we all have such uh, uh, close. Uh, uh, taste, um, but we've taste. been watching a lot of like um, weird research stuff for like stuff that we you know like a pitch that we were working on. So um, I'm going to rec- recommend the movie House Sitter from 1992. Yes. Goldie Hawn, oh, Goldie yeah. Hawn, yeah, with Goldie Hawn, Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin, and Steve Martin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that in it, the theater. I love so that did I. movie. That's so a great movie. It, like I was looking at the reviews, it got it didn't get good reviews. It didn't do well, but it's just this sort of charming screwball uh comedy to... about uh this lie that gets out of hand and it was just so charming and lovely and you know a lot of times you watch something you you know that came out 30 years ago and you're like well, this is probably isn't going to hold up but it totally held up for us really enjoyed it and then another one that we just watched uh was a movie called we're the millers from a couple of years ago oh, yeah oh, with hand, one. but honestly it's cute so with funny. um jennifer uh, aniston right and yeah. the other day I checked yeah. the rating and it has a hard R. It's not so for kids. I, it's not yeah. for kids. No, because she she's a stripper and there's a weed the weed swearing part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're drug smugglers and yeah. but right, um, that right. was like we tend to not really like studio comedy films because they're just not to our taste. But like totally had a great time with mm-hmm. it. So I guess uh, I'm just uh, recommending older critically panned films that. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly like what our listeners like. Now you're now That's you're hitting like. my taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. If Rotten Tomato hates it, chances are we love it. Love it. Yes, especially, Popeye, Ishtar, love those movies. Especially yes. like comedies that people didn't appreciate that were just funny. I let well, just yeah, that were not artistic or you know, we're the Millers though. I remember, I. I Okay, is it uh, is it Sudeikis or is it um, Sudeikis? Sudeikis. It's, it's Sudeikis, Sudeikis right? and Aniston. And Aniston, and I remember seeing that movie, and I feel like even though it didn't get reviews, it was one of the movies where people are like, "Wow, Sudeikis is really funny and should get more lead comedy roles." I remember that was sort of like what what some of the reviews were there, and Aniston was hilarious in it, and I feel like that was another thing. Where people were like, "Wow, this," you know, people who actually saw it and weren't just there to review it were like, yeah. "Those two are hilarious in this because they were really." It's funny. got a great she, outtake reel in the in the credits. Uh, and, that's, uh, I think that should very, be very funny. 
I think that should be an obligation. I don't think you should be allowed to make a movie without Dune giving us some definitely bloopers. Definitely could have could have used a blue. Dune could a hundred percent have the, used it. The, the Dune outtakes are my favorite. That's my favorite part. Do you didn't stay to the end? <laughs> oh no! So a lot of people we'll throwing sand at you. Sand at Mother Teresa's outtakes are the best. Yeah, especially um, one where she farted. So that was great. Uh, my my big wreck this week is just going to be a, another critically panned 1994 rom com <laughs> comedy that I watched with my kids. That you know, because that's one of my things I do sometimes is I make them watch old stuff. And this was a real wild card. And they actually they giggled throughout the whole movie, and they thought it was funny because there's a dog and there's some slapstick, and it has. What I think Lily, Becky, and Shy might argue is the greatest use of music, popular music, in a movie in film history. And if not the greatest, it's definitely top five. Um, uh, and it is the the film starring um, uh, Braveheart's Sophie Marceau. I and love this movie. Tommy Boy's David Spade. Uh, this movie is hundred percent critically panned. I'm embarrassed lo- to say that I love this lost movie. Lost and found about a restaurateur who has a crush it's on not his good, Gabe. Don't cellist, get intrigued. His but I love it. On his cellist neighbor. Um, and he kidnaps her dog, dog in order so to spend can... more time with her. And, which is a great message for kids. Which is a great, which I had to tell my kids throughout the movie, never date anyone who does this. <laughs> yes, um, this is It fantastic. also involves Artie Lang in a totally weird sidekick role. And uh, the restaurateur in his efforts to get his struggling restaurant up to the next level and secure a loan as well as win the heart of this way out of his league, much taller than him, beautiful cellist and outsmart the French fancy guy that loves her. Who's a jerk. Um, He has to do a lot of brave things and also not get caught for kidnapping her dog, which he realizes was a huge mistake. (laughs) And I love perform maybe the greatest musical scene in the history of movies if you intend to watch the movie i won't tell you what it is but it is lily becky would you agree is it yes it's, i mean it's better than the I russian tra- dancing tra- from the man who i tried rewatch. oh that's true i tried rewatching it sorry it didn't hold up for me no it didn't i haven't seen it in so long oh becky has to go I so becky where can people follow you at paper bk princess on twitter uh but Etta and gabe you guys can just text me it's cool <laughs> All right. We'll do. Lily, where can people follow you? T-C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on the Twitter. And Gabe and Etta, where can people follow you today? But we'll people can always follow us and we will update you on where you are. Uh, the important thing I, is to follow them right now. Yes, right second. now. I am Etta Divine on Twitter, E-T-T-A-D-E-V-I-N-E, and I believe also on Instagram. And uh, that Spanish show was called The Time In Between. And people should also oh. be watching Only Murders in the Building because it's the best. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. And that and is I, a great, great show. I am at Gabe Diani, G-A-B-E-D-I-A-N-I on Instagram and Twitter at the moment. Twitter will stay that way. Instagram might change to at Mark Twain today. We'll see. Cool. Oh, That's you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table uh, on Twitter and Instagram. At Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram for all the Friday Night Movie stuff. 
subscribe to our newsletter. You'll get a welcome message with our some of our greatest hits. And then we promise you no more than an email a month and probably way less email, <laughs> which I feel like is the best promise anyone can give you about being on an email list. Uh, but we're going to do some giveaways this year. We're going to do some more themed playlists. Um, the causes that we support are in our show notes. The theme music is by What Does It Eat? FridayNightMoviePod.com is the website. Lily, am I forgetting anything else? Rate and review us. We always forget to mention that. But, you know, we've seen a few cool ratings and reviews. We always like the five-star kinds. And We only uh, accept the five-star kinds. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't have it. we don't have the ability to accept them. So just try to give us those. <laughs> um, thank you so much to our guests, Edda Devine, Gabe Diani. Please so follow them, but also watch their incredible films, The Selling which is available on Amazon Prime right now, but you can just buy it too on, on, on any of the services. It's its 10th anniversary. Perfect time of the year. It's the fall. Maybe you weren't, you didn't watch enough cool, scary and heartwarming stuff on Halloween or Diani and Divine meet the apocalypse. And we're just always in the apocalypse. So there's really just, it's great. <laughs> it's evergreen. It's an evergreen for every show. season. And that's available on all the services, correct? Uh, it's not on Apple yet, but uh, it will be. Okay. Well, either way, I, I actually do a lot of my purchasing on Amazon. Anyway. So, and what better commercial for Amazon being a better place to buy your films than it has this film on it. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. If you guys come to visit us in Virginia, we won't stay in my basement. My parents won't stay there. They hate my house. It's because the bathroom's on the other side of the basement. On the other side of the basement. I feel like cross through another room. As long as there are no actual ghosts, do you want to stay there? Or they can stay in my basement where we have the open concept toilet. Yeah, (laughs) Becky's basement has the ghost toilet. The actual the toilet, toilet from Ghost the toilet, toilet from the selling is in my basement. Is in Becky's basement. <laughs> is it attached or is it just sitting there? Well, it's just like, like it's in the middle of. No, no, you can flush it. It's just, like, just in the middle of the room. It's just like it's just there's sitting. like the main room where the bed is, and then there's like another room that's a laundry room, but it's huge, like this huge storage laundry room, and then utility just in room. that room, a utility room, but it's very large, and just in that room, there's just a toilet with no walls around it. It's just in there. <laughs> That's kind of what the room was at the cell because that was just yeah. the toilet in order to shoot in there. It was like a laundry room or something that we just brought a toilet. Put, in. A, so it's put like, up a shower curtain. Yeah.